Marty! I'm back to the future. You're listening to Blue Yonder with your hosts, Jim Jones, Hardcore Elvis Porn, Peter Streets, Elvis Pornography, and introducing Aaron Hubbard. EP was the king of DP. I've got like three practical jokes that either I've played on someone, have been played on a friend of mine. Um, and they're pretty good, and I kind of want. I thought that'd be a pretty funny cast. Do you guys? How many do you guys got, if any? Um, I've got a couple that I could share. Um, they're not real uh, grandiose or in depth or anything, but there are a few that were kind of funny. Right. Um, so anyway, our friend Ace Chase used to be play brutal, brutal practical jokes, like um, almost like what would be called torture under Geneva Conventions. He would torment this because he didn't have a younger brother. Um, so he basically took all his, uh, you know, have to beat up younger brother impulses on poor nothing. And, uh, one day in particular, he decided it would be hysterical if he took a shotgun shell, he cut open the end of it with a razor blade and he poured all the shot out oh and nothing is in his bedroom playing video games. And he goes into his house with a 12 gauge with, with the shell emptied he kicks in his bedroom door and just with without saying a word points his gun waits to, waits for Nathan to look at him and then fires and this 12 gauge boom and it's like 10 by 10 little ba- bedroom and the wadding the wadding actually came out and hit nothing in the chest and the I, he like just got this like horrified look and grabbed at his chest and kind of like slowly sank onto his bed and like you know and like was sitting there for like thirty seconds you know kind of like trembling. At this point, I should say no one should ever, nobody should ever, uh, none of the listeners should try this at home. God no, <laughs> that is extremely dangerous to do. But you're however, supposed to give that disclaimer at the beginning, Aaron. <laughs> we're experts. You shouldn't try this stuff at home. But um, that was really funny and really extreme. Like, in hindsight, it was really, really, they both thought it was really, really funny. <laughs> and I've never heard of anybody doing something that crazy before and it not go badly. So I wanted to start the, I want to start the podcast with a bang. That's literally, that's less of a practical joke and more of, like, <laughs> Sadism? mental torture. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just mental cruelty. It's like, that's things they do to people in Chinese prisons, man. Yeah. Well, I might be warped because we hung around. I, I, I did hang around because they're a little bit too young for me. But um, there was this family that had four sons, and each one was crueler to the younger one than the last. And they resorted to they they literally got their hands on cattle prods, and they their idea of fun was to sneak up behind one another and hit them with a cattle prod. <laughs> and uh, in fact, like the youngest one, they would hold down and just prod him over and over and over again and listen to him scream and cackle. Um, so it's like, I might be a little warped in the, you know, enjoyable prank department. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Just by hanging around with those, those, uh, animals, really. Yeah, none of mine have anything to do with violence. That's the last of the mine that have to do with violence. The others are, is more like shame and rage. Hmm, okay. Uh, I've got a little mental torture in there. But I'll, I'll say Oh, that. I, I, I know some of the juice, some of the black juice that you're going to squeeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sense of humor is not afraid of the dark side. It, it tends to linger in the shadows. And uh, that's why I think that's pretty funny. Although, at the same time, uh, 
Ron. I mean, I live next door to Ace Jason and the other cousin you're referring to. There is uh, nothing, nothing. And he, um, he, he was, you know, very shy and always very, you know, jumpy and and kind of skittish and kind of realizing that that's probably was inflicted from Ace Jason. <laughs> years of torture. Probably. He really was. He had that kind of like flinchy, twitchy quality to him. Because <laughs> he never knew what what to expect the next second. Never knew when someone was going to bust in his door with a <laughs> shotgun. That's so Terminator too. I mean, uh, I just get, I get the image of you know uh, Arnold down the hallway with with the roses, yeah, with the sunglasses <laughs> on. Get down. This <laughs> uh, is a zombie. Get to the chopper. All right, you got one, uh, Jim? Yeah, I got one. Um, this is one that I actually played on our good pal, Peter Street. And uh, it's... Oh, I'm going to go ahead and turn, switch off like C-3PO for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, switch off. Um, well, okay, to start it off, I was at uh, Peter's house one day, and we were playing video games and having fun and stuff, and we must have been like... Oh, what would you say, 16 at the time? Uh, depending on which one this is, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is the one that we'll refer to as lewd Peter. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. This is actually a twofer, because years later you pranked me. <laughs> That's true. I'll, I'll, we should I'll, just call this the fancy pants prank. Fancy pants. I like it. Okay, Mr. Like Mr. It. Fancy Pants. The fancy pants prank. The aristocrats. <laughs> Best in terms of everybody's pants. <laughs> um, no pants. So we must have been like 16 at the time, and yeah, I think fun. And then I've got my camera with me, and so Peter has been known to throw up crazy poses in pictures. He loves to pose radically. Peter's a ham. He he really is. He loves to ham yeah. it up. What can I say? He's a, he's a <laughs> heavenly uh, 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 honey roasted ham. And so innocently <laughs> enough, I point the camera at Peter, expecting. A thumbs up, expecting a peace sign. Maybe a tongue. A Maybe a tongue. Long yeah. tongue. He, he liked the out. tongue. But instead, what do I get? I get full on frontal leg spread eagle. Like, he throws up a peace sign with his legs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's got his legs up in a U shape. He's yeah. poking his head through the gap in his legs. And he's and got I'm his pointing arm. down at my crotch. And he's pointing down at his crotch like Johnson. this. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and he's got shorts on, right? So, so I get the, sure do. the photo there, and then like a week later, <laughs> I'm looking through my photos. I see this one. I'm like, hmm, what can I do with this? So I take it, and I've been practicing up my Photoshop skills quite a bit at that point. So I decide that what I'm going to do is I'm going to totally remove his pants in that photo, and so I begin yeah. working on. I, I take off his pants completely. I, I clone you his cast, skin. You cast the uh, room, uh, counter. So. I, I cast counterpants. Uh, <laughs> our clear pants must be in the game. Uh, one colorless, one nude blue. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, poof, his pants are gone. And so now, and, and, and the greatest part about this is since he's pointing to his Johnson, I clone one of his fingers and I pixelate it and blur it. Yeah, he blurkled it. And I made his finger into his Johnson. Very wow. convincing work. Yeah, when, it it was, was when, it's, when it's all blurred and blurkled and pixelated, it looks exactly like a cock and balls. <laughs> yeah, I did a mosaic over it. Um, <laughs> this is going to get posted to the forum. Oh, with his no. Face. His face. We'll cover your face. Come on. It's so well done. People won't believe oh, it. Oh, my God. The people demand it. 
Oh, it's listeners God. ask. We have this to, is not it, what I signed up it's, for. It's fan service. It's fan service. <laughs> oh, it's service, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so I make the picture and I show it to him like a week later, and he's disgusted. I mean, what was your initial reaction when you saw this picture? Like, you obviously knew you, you didn't take this picture totally nude. Have you ever walked in on parents fucking? <laughs> no, actually. Yes, I have. I have. Oh my god! Holy shit! Well, I'm sh- I haven't, but I'm sure it's just like that here. <laughs> it was just it was it was revolting. I like I was completely. Uh, it was like I was data drinking some prune juice. You know, it was disgusting. <laughs> Except for the fact that I didn't want second. You didn't want more. I think it was coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, this is disgusting. Oh, this is revolting. He actually says, but it was uh, it was prune juice. Huh. Well, uh, it, well it, it made it. I mean, that? I have some more to say about about this. They they oh. go on to uh, uh, obviously there's more scandal involved. Back uh, when Jim yeah. did this, he decided to use the relatively fresh power of the internet to uh, disseminate lewd Peter all over the place. <laughs> oh, it wasn't and, he. I thought this was a printout that was passed around. Old no, 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 no. It eventually became a printout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In retrospect, I think it's classic and, and one of the best pranks that's ever been pulled on me. But at the same time, when I was first exposed, as it were, <laughs> exposed. When I was forcibly exposed. Well, didn't he get back to, to your mom? Movies? Exactly. That's where he's going. Oh, okay. In a roundabout way. I. I don't remember the exact details of how it got to her, so I would like to hear this myself, I actually. I don't either, but I mean, I was clearly, you know, being 16, living at home, and for some reason, somebody, um, me, Jim, and Aaron were all together in the same mind control cult as, as children. <laughs> and, uh, and growing up in this, you're, you're kind of like the Amish in the sense that you're in a self-sustaining, self-inclusive culture. And word gets around fast. And somebody in our little um, club had been exposed to the exposure of Lude Peter. And I think word got around. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure who that was. But before you knew it, everybody and their Cheek. brother's cousin. Was uh, it Ash it, it Cheek? Might have been. He was kind of, he was the I definite. I would be surprised. Like, He's the yeah, usual suspect when a weaselry, weaselry uh-huh. like that is afoot. No doubt. So it, was, it could have been our old buddy Ass Cheek um, who was wanting to show off my ass cheeks. And <laughs> it, was, it, was very, uh, it was very unpleasant because my mom ended up seeing this picture. Oh, and she had no idea. She's never heard of Photoshop. Yeah, she doesn't that's know all, That's all serious. demon... She was under the impression that I was I was making, like, gay pornography tapes. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, uh, on, and posting them on the internet. And no, all, of this, all of this... All of this... All this, like, stress and pressure and, you know, questioning of my own sexuality came <laughs> out of this one picture. And, uh... I'm still working out the psychological. Uh, I'm ramp. glad I, I. I'm glad to know that I have the power to scar. That's all yeah. I really want. And what came? What this came around? This came around recently. Jim got me. Uh, he sent <laughs> to me my work a zip file containing. He's like, "Hey, these are some old pictures you sent of that spud gun you built." 
Because I did. I built this spud gun that was insanely powerful. I was very proud of it. And, and for I some said, reason, like, you gave me the pictures. I don't well, know I think why. you wanted to build it. So I'm like, here's like, here, you know, it's like, I don't have any plans, but here's the parts. And you can kind of tell from, you know, the construction step what what I used and what it did. Uh-huh. So it's like I was going through and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, <laughs> click, click. The final fucking image was lewd Peter. And I, first of all, it was on my work computer. <laughs> And, like, it's one of those things, like, someone sends you the, hey, everybody, I'm looking at gay porno virus. I was like, shit, I have a 16-year-old boy with his, like, can you imagine if someone had walked in? Yeah. Like, all the explanations in the world would have mattered. And I'm like, god damn you, Jim. You got me. Literally 15 years later, that message yeah. came back. Yep. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter. So I think that was a pretty classic one. That was very good. It got. Uh, I like the ones that get out of hand. And there's a couple more. Yeah. I played one on Peter that got out of hand too. And that'll that'll be my next one. No, yeah. All right. Well, we're all starting out with some good stories. So speaking of getting things out of hand, I'll go ahead and tell you one of my dark stories. Oh um, we've mentioned <laughs> this kind of delves into the realm of mental abuse. So. Uh, oh God! I'm revealing something about it's got, myself. It's got something about it's got something about Warfer. Yeah, yes. the Warfmeister's involved. I can tell already. Like I was saying earlier, we were kind of uh, raised in this inclusive group, and you didn't have a whole lot of choice when it came to your association. So, I was out one night with our good buddy Orfer, who we've talked about time and again on the show, and uh, and I think we've mentioned in previous episodes that he's just a little bit slow. Um, because of uh, some <laughs> mental conditions. <laughs> and, if you've uh, seen, he might, like, I would describe him as maybe a touch above Forrest. Oh, for sure. And I'd say probably just an ounce above, like, a Corky Thatcher from the Life Goes On yeah. uh, television show. I'd say probably a notch or two. Right. And uh, But anyway, there's something, there's a screw loose there somewhere. And me and our friend Orfer and, and my little freakishly dwarfish cousin Travo were out um, looking at bookstores. We stopped by Barnes and Noble in town and we're having a good time. Everything's going just, you know, peachy. Everybody's happy and we're all acting friendly towards one another and um, the the night's getting along and it's about nine o'clock, you know, the sun's gone down. We're all kind of peckish because we haven't had any supper and all of us are really kind of hungry. And at mentioning that, Orfmeister goes, well, just across the street, there's an olive garden. I have some good food. You, wanna, you guys want to meet up there and eat? <laughs> so I said, well, not really. Not really in the mood, suddenly. And he was kind of baffled by that because I was just talking about how hungry I was. He was like, okay, well, I'm going to go over there and have something. And Travo's like, well, you know, Peter's street's my ride, so I've got to stick with him. And... So, he's my cousin and everything. I had to <laughs> drop him off at home. As we go to get in the car, we see, um, and our friend Orfer always had these broken down, beat up, barely running jalopies. They and probably he, shouldn't have been driving anyway. Probably not. In I retrospect. Mean, I, I don't, he did total like, like every car he ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's putting out of the parking lot of the bookstore, and I get this crazy ass idea in my head. Like, suddenly, and I instantly react to the crazy idea, and I abandon my car, I, I start running after Orfer's vehicle, like down the, down the street, and, he, and I, there's a stop sign before the stoplight for him to leave this shopping center. So, <laughs> okay. in the time that he slows down his vehicle to stop at the stop sign, 
I've caught up to him. Now, bear in mind, my cousin's 13 years old, and I've just abandoned him at my car. <laughs> so I, I jump in. He doesn't have his doors locked. I jump in and shock him, like surprise him out of the blue and hop in the passenger seat. And he's like, what are you doing? I said, well, um, Travo's going to look at more books. I just want to go and have a bite of food with you. Oh, God. <laughs> he's like, okay, well, um, that sounds fine. And I said, okay, um, well, that sounds fine. Oh, God, this is a double whammy, if I'm recalling right. <laughs> and he's oh, like, why Jesus. did you just repeat what I just said? And I go, why did you just repeat what I just said? <laughs> and this continues, this mirror of every action and gesture continues for about 15 minutes at a stop sign. <laughs> he doesn't move the car. He just tries to break the mimic act, but I keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and he's like rubbing his nose and doing, you know, patty cakes and I'm like, <laughs> I'm simulating every damn action. <laughs> Verbatim. What the fuck is Travo doing this whole time? <laughs> Travo is back at the vehicle and uh, come to find out. Like sobbing? Of, no, he goes back in the store and like hangs out for the next hour that I proceed to do this. And that's how long it lasted. We went inside the Olive Garden, I, taking oh, every fuck. action he does the whole way in, we sit down and we order the same food, <laughs> I stay it in the same, like, uh, the same drinks, and the waiter <laughs> thinks I'm out of my mind. <laughs> he puts on his little napkin, and he unrolls the silverware and tucks it in like a bib, and I take off the little napkin and unroll the silverware and tuck it in like a little bib. Did you? And did he try to order things to make you continuously order and order? He did. It was like a game. Like, he wanted to get it expensive. <laughs> so, I've got dessert. And, yeah, he was he was entrenched in this. Oh, I mean, all, I mean, we were fully vested in, in whatever was happening between oh us. Oh, my things. God. And it got really ridiculous. So, so, soon there was a double order of all this stuff. And as soon as the waiter went off to this to set the order into the kitchen, I broke character and just walked out. <laughs> oh, God, no! <laughs> yes. Oh, he had all that food they had to pay for. <laughs> uh, uh, and they were going, they were off to make it. So That's a triple I, whammy, man. You're messing with his mind. Then you stick him with the bill, and this entire time, Travo is over at the store, uh, hanging true. out, wondering if you're ever coming back. You're like, this yeah. is you're a horrible human being, Peter. <laughs> just like from Office Space. You're a horrible human being. <laughs> just, like in, uh, just like in the uh, right. Monty Python movies, I'll say, I got better. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. That's that's some Heart of Darkness stuff right there. Uh, so now <laughs> I got to... did not talk to me for about two months. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. He well, I got a like, story. Oh, go I, ahead. I was just going to mention that the way he treated me after that was kind of like, have you... You guys ever like kicked a dog? Yeah, no, but I've heard right. the expression. Oh, yeah. I've, I've kicked a dog before, and they act really like tuck their tail and act really sheepish, kind of like our our my cousin Nutton acted around. Yeah, me. okay. So that's he, kind of how mentally traumatized him. Right, like he didn't. He didn't want to have anything to do with me for several months. Satan. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I got a story where I actually legitimately enraged you and maybe harmed our friendship for a month or so. Um, so I was at work one day and I was reading a Slashdot article and you had just moved out and you were first, for the first time in your life, exposed to the glorious world of high-speed internet. And oh, yeah. like all young men do, 
you downloaded huge quantities of porn and illegal software, music, and movies. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that. <laughs> sure. that you, just, you just create your own, Jim. Shut which, which, which computer is the porn computer, Aaron? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. We've got, we got like a 500-gigabyte share of lesbians. So, uh, so I know this about Peter, and I was reading a Slashdart article, and someone posted this article to – or a link to a website that looks just like – an, like a, like an MSNBC or Newsweek. I can't remember which it was, but like an ultra-official <laughs> site, and it stealthed the domain name, so it looked like it was MSNBC. And there's an article about RIAA and MPAA teaming down to take down these notorious pirates and that they were getting stiffer penalties, and they're, they're charging $150,000 per song. Well, so you read like a normal news article, but you can insert n- names <laughs> of your friends, like their first and last name, their age, and where they're from. And so it read like, you know, Peter Street, age 23 from, you know, bumfuck Indiana, uh, has, 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 you know, there's one of the ones, I forget exactly what the verbiage was, but basically like incredibly We're specific down details. A yeah. Like for example, one suspect, you know, a Peter Street, age 23 from, and so it's like, I built all this, but then like two paragraphs below, it says, like, you know, you've just been had by whatever the site, like FARC.com, you know, in fairly big letters. So it's like, it kind of like the idea was it would maybe scare the guy or kind of make him think it's funny. And then they would realize it's a joke right away. <laughs> so I fill that out on like maybe like 10 of my friends. I, I sent it to ass cheek. Everyone I knew that, that did big, was big into piracy. <laughs> well, like, and I didn't think anything of it. Well, later on that night, I get a phone call and I was on a date. Uh, with with my SO at the time, and it was Peter, and I just sent it to voicemail. So like two hours later, I listen, and it's just Peter's voice, and he goes, "Motherfucker, it's on like Donkey Kong." Click, and I'm like, "What did I?" So I I, I called him later, and he's like, "You know, when I read that link, I instantly destroyed." Like My hundreds of gigabytes. He had his extensive collection of video games and music <laughs> and movies that he'd painstakingly Album. assembled over like, I don't know, eight months. And he deleted, like, military deleted all of it, so it's irrecoverable, <laughs> because he got to that paragraph and basically went into full meltdown, freaked out mode, and, like, destroyed the hard drive. He starts crushing CDs in his hands, <laughs> low-level format. He got out a ball-peen hammer and just, just destroyed his entire computer. I still, I still remember the trash can that I threw all the discs into. It was... <laughs> It was the trash can down at the apartment's laundromat, and it had all these, like, the lint. Yeah, you couldn't have it at your house. No, not at all. It had to be, you know, I had to spread around the guilt. So it had to be shared among the complex. Like, it was the same trash can that people would take their lint traps and, like, dump them in. Because as soon as I realized I'd been had, like... Oh, you can't let the jackbooted thugs have have at your trash can. Well, I went to try and retrieve some of it, but it was like all destroyed and lint was all over yeah, everything. Right. Right. Oh god. That's one of those rare practical jokes where like I wanted to succeed at one level and it like <laughs> jumped to the next energy state. It went from steam to plasma. You know, and it's yeah. <laughs> So I felt bad, joke. but it was also really funny. And I think you're you like actually Iron Man you discovered a new element. You were legitimately pissed with me. For oh I was. I about wanted, a good six I, to eight weeks, I think. Yeah, I, I wanted to hurt you, like physically. <laughs> like I wanted to like stalk you with weapons. <laughs> awesome. It was that's, that's funny because that actually goes like kind of right into my next joke. 
um, which is something similar that I did to an old boss of mine <laughs> while I was working for him. Uh, here's the thing. It was a very laid-back company, small company, like five people. Um, and we were website developers. And um, he used to sit in his office while we were all working, and he would play Battlefield 2 constantly while we were all working and on, like, strict deadlines and stuff. So, <laughs> like, but, but, but at the same time, like, we all took breaks to play Battlefield and, like, have pizza and stuff. So it was cool, but it got a little excessive. So one day, me and my coworker, um, we'll call him Grunchel. <laughs> Grunchel? I, yeah, I think that's the tag he went by. Uh, Grunchel. Uh, we decided that we were going to play a practical joke on him. And it started off, we were trying to brainstorm how we could fill his office with ping pong balls, but that turned out to be way too expensive. <laughs> um, so we decided to go something a little cheaper. Uh, what we did is, while he was out of the office, we got on his computer, and um, we changed the link. Like, I took a mock-up of the Battlefield 2 EA website, <laughs> and, and I put it on my computer. Um, or no, we put it on the server because uh, Crunchyroll had access to the server because he was a job developer and he would do all that. Um, so we set up a fake EA page on our server, and then we went to his computer, we changed his host file to point the uh, <laughs> the the address back at our own server for his shortcut to Battlefield 2. So when he double-clicked his Battlefield 2 icon, it opened up this web page that said, your account has been suspended for excessive bandwidth usage. <laughs> and, and he was, and it, like, we're sitting in the office, because, like, he wasn't there at the time. So he comes back, we're all sitting there working, and we hear this, what the fuck, from his office. And we're like, oh, yeah, we got him. And so, like, we go in there, and we're like, oh, what's happening? What's going on? And, and like, we play it totally straight. Like, we, right. we were masterful with how straight we played it. We walked in, awesome. asked him what was going on, and he's freaking out. He's like, I cannot believe it. EA banned my account because I apparently used too much bandwidth playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Which is impossible. There's, like, no bandwidth there. Um, but, so he's freaking out. And he, there's this land center right across the street from us. And, uh, <laughs> and we're, like, we're talking to him, trying to convince him, oh, something must be up. Like, you've got to, you got to find out. You've got to dig into this problem. And the great <laughs> thing about the webpage is That's that I awesome. actually made, I changed it so all the links actually pointed to real EA pages. So, like, if he clicked right. on any link, it would go to their site. Right, like, right. seamlessly. Right. <laughs> and right. so he's freaking out. He calls the land center next door, which is someone, someone who works there owns it. So he calls him up. He's like, man, they banned my account. What, can you guys get on EA? Like, can you get on Battlefield 2 right now? He's like, yeah, no problem. It's all coming up. Everybody's playing. <laughs> he's like, I don't believe you. I'm coming over there. And so he leaves the office. He goes across the street to the land center, and he freaks out. Like, he can't understand what the hell is going on. <laughs> and so he tries his account over there, and, and it works, obviously, because, well, it's just going to work. Um, right. And so he comes back over, and he's like, I don't know, man. They must have recorded it by IP address. Like, they're just not letting me on from here. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm going home, and I'm going to see if it works there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he takes off, and he lives like 40 minutes away. It's like Brownsburg or something ridiculous. That's and, the uh, best prank I've ever heard. <laughs> he gets there, and he like calls back up the office. He's like, yeah, guys, it's working here. How addicted was he? It, it, it sounds oh, like he, the game was his life. Yeah, while he was at work, the game was his life. Wow. 
would have been even funnier is if you'd have made it like looking like the internal IT police had detected it and banned him. So it's like no, 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 no. He's the owner of the company. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He's the owner. It's a very small company. There's no way that would have worked. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. But yeah, that was uh, awesome. I have another one. Can I tell a quick one? Because it's in the same kind of vein, and we'll have a nice little triple header. Um, it's another one involving Ace Jace. Uh, a lot of my pranks involve Ace Jace. <laughs> but uh, it, nothing got him back this time, because J- uh, Ace was a good five years older than us. Um, <laughs> and he, at the time, like, we were 17 or so, and he was 21. Maybe no, he was he was like nineteen and we were fourteen or something like that. Um, anyway, we were two. It, this was like two years before the internet was you know invented, uh, <laughs> I, and not by invented, but I mean like you, you we Popular. certainly an IP uh, ISP wasn't offering internet service at that time. You had like CompuServe mm-hmm. and some other big uh, you know AOL and some other big BBSs at the time, but most of the action was at the local BBS level, and there were several that had an adult section of their bulletin board where you could download, you know, at the time, really shitty GIF and JPEG images. Very small because everyone had 2,400 baud modems. Um, so me and nothing dreamed of like, oh, how much free pornography you'd be able to get with Ace Jace because he had a premium account, unlimited download ratios, and, you know, he he, he was, uh, uh, but he like, Ace at the time was almost asexual. All he cared about was video games and he was all he all played these bulletin boards for like VGA planets and got way into VGA planet tournament. So nothing was taking computer science classes at the high school, and he figured out to make a program that he made this and added it to his auto exec bat file. So every time his computer rebooted, it yeah. says you have gotten some sort of virus and your hard drive is formatting now. And it started counting up from 1%, 2%, 3%. And it, made, and it did seeks on the hard drive. So the hard drive light was flashing. So, you know, basically wow. our plan was we're going to make this guy think his computer's fucked up while he is, you know, for the couple days that he was doing that, we were going to rape his BBS account, <laughs> and it worked perfectly. We signed up, and like, and he, we signed up, and just basically for 24 hours a day, you know, two or yeah, three days at a time, we just we just siphoned as much porn his account <laughs> as we possibly could. This is like an evil James Bond villain mastermind the other plan, thing man. Is, oh, we had we, yeah. we we'll get him out of the oh, room with a virus. Because the other thing is, you had to age verify for these psyops. Uh-huh. So he like went and got in his wallet. Took his driver's license. We went down to the local hooks. We made a photocopy of it. We faxed it into the BBS. We had to do all this stuff in, in the three days that we had. The same. Wow. And, you know, it's like so funny because as soon as he logged in, he knew exactly what happened because his <laughs> upload download ratio was, was like whack. the infinity symbol. It was so far out of whack. <laughs> oh, and he was so pissed because he basically lost a VGA Planet tournament because of our shenanigans. <laughs> nice. And he might have beat up nothing. I don't know. I, I escaped. Uh, I escaped harm, and I had. How did you get by with escaping? Uh, you always escape, Aaron. I'm good. I'm. I, what can I say? I'm like uh, face <laughs> off of a team, you know. So <laughs> I always skate. It's uh, pretty good. I and like we made it. off with like 20 megabytes of pornography, which is massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so ridiculous because that's like a preview file at a porn site now. Yeah, uh, it's that was that was a huge huge find in the day. That reminds me of the time that we um, commandeered again with the Orpher. Me and Orpher always tormenting him. <laughs> but so I remember our f- 
friend Cheek at a Risk tournament um, that we were that we were playing, I believe, over at your house, Jim. Where else? And we were playing, and somehow Cheek got a hold of Orpher's key ring, and he went oh. down to Walmart and made a made like a dozen, half a dozen copies of his house key. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Which I and we all had one on our key ring. It was like you know we were the Power Ranger kids. You know we could like hold our key rings together and summon Captain Orpher. But like, <laughs> With your powers was, combined, I have summoned access to Orpher's apartment. <laughs> this led to a lot more mental abuse because we would use our power to to go over there when he was like working at one of his shitty jobs and manipulate things in his house. <laughs> Didn't we at subtly, one point like probably subtly, right? rearrange the bowls in his cabinet and like take the plates and put them somewhere and <laughs> it, it was all very cerebral and very subtle at first. Yeah, and, at first. Yeah, and then it it came to a point where we <laughs> we kind of went overboard. I mean, you remember Jim what we did? Oh, is this the the body incident? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember. He left a body. He killed a hobo and <laughs> yep. and, and left a dead body in his apartment. It was and a hook fingered or for oh, it. Well, they have yep. no souls. He got off scot free because people prosecuting yeah. realized he could never have sex with anyone. Right. Um, <laughs> but man, that's me. But no, yeah, we we went overboard. But at first, it was very subtle. And he wait, has wait, wait, what the fuck body? <laughs> the body? Was that a joke? No, no. Uh, yeah, it was. Okay, Jim, it was a joke. Sure. Yeah, joke. You know, <laughs> funny. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was a joke. I mean, the body wasn't a real body. No, we took a coat, we took some pants, we stuffed it with stuff, and then we took his TV and put it, like, tilted on its head. <laughs> like, it had fallen over and crushed a burglar while he was out of the yeah, house. That's what it was. Did it look good, or was it pretty hanky? It was cheesy. It was cheesy as hell. Yeah. But, like, when you first walk in, you see the silhouette of a body with the television crushing <laughs> right. its head. The problem is, <laughs> our friend Orpher never just walks into any place he ever goes into. He, he, he's like on Seinfeld. He's like a train. <laughs> he really like a, is. He explodes onto a scene. You know, Orpher <laughs> yeah, doesn't just true. approach. He just, that's he true. arrives. He's an right, element. Yeah. Right. And when he, like the weather. Yeah, so he wasn't fooled for a split second. Because <laughs> it was very cheesy. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like episode one visual effects. You know, mm. Real bad. Gotcha. It, was, it was bad. <laughs> but that's uh, what uh, what kind of reminded me of of even more torment for our friend Orfer was that he was very mentally aware of like the spiritual realm, and he had this firm belief in demons and the supernatural, mm-hmm. and he he felt like if he was doing bad in his life, you know, and you know, tugging his horn in the shower and you know, doing things that that uh, that God dislike. Yeah. Open himself would... up the demons. Absolutely. So we and uh, Ash Cheek. I don't know if you were there that night, Jim. But oh, was... I was definitely there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the radio incident, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the soundtrack. Okay. He had this yeah, episode yeah. one soundtrack, and <laughs> he was having some kind of conscientious debate over whether or not Star Wars was, like, spiritual and, like, might, like, infect his home with demons. So he was considering, like, giving up Star Wars forever and, like, purging all the Star Wars toys oh, and memorabilia out of his house. And wow. he had a lot of it. He had, like, stand-up oh, Obi-Wans and, yeah. and lightsabers. And you gotta and... understand, he blew all of his paycheck 
on just Star Wars. Shit. Yeah, magazines, toys, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And he may still to this day be trying to build his own lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he, his latest uh, addition to this big collection of Star Wars memorabilia was the Episode One soundtrack. And he had it sitting there on his desk, and we were basically all hanging out at his house like we do. And when we were over there, Ashji got this idea because he had just got a new cell phone. He thought he would make a cell phone call subtly through his pocket to or for his house phone and then hang up through his pocket with the other button. So he does that. Orpher picks up the phone. Hello? Hello? Is it? Who's there? Who's there? And you've got to understand, only about 30 people have his number, and he knows them all. And, like, half of them are in his house. Yeah, so okay. he, uh, he hangs up the phone. He's like, that was weird. And then as soon as he clicks the hang-up button, it rings in his hand again. He looked like Neo in the Matrix, you know? Yeah. And he's startled by this and answers again, hello, hello, no one's there. <laughs> and we all start convincing him slowly and methodically that maybe this this has something to do with the episode one CD. You know, because you weren't getting strange phone calls before you bought it. And yep. he's like, that's ridiculous. And we're like, Arthur, touch the CD and see what happens. And right when he picks it up, Cheek times it perfectly, his phone rings again. And he is starting to, like, have sweat beads, like, form on his scalp, and he's, like, God. looking really puzzled. It's kind of like the apes in the 2001 Space Odyssey. You know, it's like, there's something beyond what I see to this object, you know? And he's, like, seeing the spirits, and, and, and we're like, well, we'll put it down, and the phone stops ringing. And we're like, that's weird, and we, like, flip out. We're like, oh, my God, it must be true. Yeah. Before we can tell him we're joking, he rips the CD out, takes it in one of his big bare hands, crushes it and shatters it. Splinters of CD shrapnel are bouncing off the walls in the living room, and we're all standing there like a gasp. We can't believe he just destroyed a totally benign object. Just yeah. because of what we did. As she later on, he, he like replaces it with one, with some cheap, you know, illegal copy with a. You know, yeah, printed out label. Yep. Right. But again, he was big it, on the printed out labels. Yes, yeah. he was. It was a, it was another incident of uh, of of messing with Orpher's mind. <laughs> you got one, Jim, because I got like the granddaddy, the funniest prank I've ever heard told. No, I'm good, sir. Go for it. All right. So this involves once again Ace Jace and our good, well, my good friend. I don't know how much how how friendly you guys were with him, but. Uh, uh, I'll call him Jonesy. <laughs> okay. All right. So these guys both decided to enlist in the army at the same time. And they're going to go to basic training. And Ace Jace, as a joke, into his duffel bag, into Jonesy's duffel bag. Oh, no. He had, got, he, he had gotten him as a gag gift years before an authentic Swedish penis pump. <laughs> like giant oversized, <laughs> just like from... The movie Austin Powers. Austin Powers with a Swedish flag on it and everything. Oh. So oh, Swedish like flag? This. They print Swedish flags on these things? Yeah, yeah I mean it's a Swedish penis pump and it's it's, it's like a gag gift. The like, Swedes I mean, are proud of their yeah, penis yeah. pumps oh, yeah. apparently. They they want they they, they they have national pride in it. Wow. Um so anyway, he puts this into his duffel bag because you're basically you get on a bus and you're on a duffel bag, you go to basic training. Well what Ace Chase doesn't know is what they do to new recruits 
is basically the drill sergeant comes in there, screams oh, in everybody's God. face, takes your duffel bag and throw unzips it and throws the entire content <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> You know, basically just <laughs> rifles through everybody's shit. Yeah, number one, important. to check for contraband. Number two, to degrade and humiliate you. Sure. Number three, to make everybody clean their shit up. Um, just as a you know, kind of way to traumatize you. Yep. So, and, and, uh, so Jonesy's at the end of the line. And, you know, all these guys are getting their shit just thrown and the guy's screaming. like, what are these, soldier? <laughs> cookies from home? You got cookies from your mama? Your mama's not here anymore, boy. Crumbles the cookies up. Goes on. Something is so, benign as cookies. Yeah, and he's thinking, he's the whole time thinking, what are these dumbasses doing bringing this shit? I mean, they must know that they're going to, you know, all this stuff. So the drill sergeant gets to his bag, unzips oh, it, throws it on the ground, this enormous Swedish penis pump. <laughs> in basic out. training, runs so and just clatters to the floor and spins around like it makes this big production and it actually like took the drill sergeant aback like he just sat there and like got red with rage thinking that jonesy was fucking with him like like what you know and like just got private joker nuclear with rage and made the whole the whole platoon or whatever organizational unit do all these exercises like oh we've got a joker in our oh let's see how funny you think this is and just basically and so the and the whole platoon hated jonesy the hilarious from day thing one. is that jonesy is actually a joker and i could yes. see him doing that but, but, but he's but it's like so much funnier because he didn't know because he, and he's sitting there like a landed fish can you imagine not knowing that and seeing with horror the sweetest penis pup emerged from your bag and clattered to the floor and you're, he's, he's like, he's sitting there, and his mouth is just moving. No words are coming out, and he's like, turned beet red. Oh. Yeah. I have yeah. never heard this story before. I love it. That's the granddaddy of practical jokes, man. Oh, uh, so, uh, and to hear, you got, if Jonesy Only tells you the story, if, you, yeah. if Jonesy tells you the story with a couple beers into all everybody involved, it about makes you pee. It is so funny. Yeah, he's got a way of telling jokes. Oh, man. Yeah, he does. Oh, oh boy, that's a good one. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Swedish penis bump. That's All right. Well, anybody have any more juice? Or are we good to go? It's all pumped out of me. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to top the pumper for pulling the juice out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Once you hit the the pump joke, you know you've been juiced. Uh, it's too okay. bad that that drill sergeant had to get pissed because that's really funny. Yeah, well, I think it's his job to be pissed, and yeah. you know the whole because yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's just about going to do it for the show this week. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, or I forgot the shit, <laughs> then just email me and tell me I'm a fuck up because apparently I am. <laughs> Hosting a podcast late now, you don't even remember your own fucking <laughs> outro line. What the fuck? Uh, okay, well, I think that's just about going to do it for the show this week. Um, if you guys have any practical jokes that you've pulled on people that you think are hilarious, send them. Post them on the forums. Email them to us. Um, if you want to post them on the forums, you can visit our forums at www.baldmove.com. Dot or- com! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of practical jokes. <laughs> or, or you can send us an email at blueyonder at baldmove.com. Or you can... Fuck up the outro. Fuck up the outro, probably. Or if you or if you want to reach us by phone, you can call one eight hundred Swedes Love Their Pumps. Pump action. <laughs> and with that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. Aaron Hubbard, ciao.
Uh, sure, kid. I'm in a real hurry. What's your name? Okay, Mikey. Sit beside you? Wow, this does not sound heterosexual. Homoerotic. <laughs> Homoerotica. <laughs> Chicago style. I've, I've casted Chicago style before. Oh, good with that. Boy, I don't want to know everything you learned up in that windy city there, Jim. <laughs> we, we're going to have to, like, touch cheeks to get in here. Oh I'm going to elbows with you, This sounds very queer. It's more the queer. It sounds like you're piling in the same sleeping bag. What the fuck is going on over there? We are. We are. (laughs) What is this? We can't cast like this, man. Oh, God. I don't want to listen to this. You guys guys want want earbud. You guys want headset. That should be the name of the podcast. (laughs) We're sacrificing for the listener. For the listener. Pretty soon you guys aren't going to be able to cast without your cowboy hats on. Leather vest. <laughs> yep, I'm already wearing my spurs. Wait a second, gotta get that poster up of Jake Chillenhall. <laughs> yep, yep, you know he's gonna be the Prince of Persia. What do you think about that? Uh, he looks a lot like the video game character. Yeah, he does. He actually, he actually does. I think he'll be a perfect fit. Really? Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm right. not talking about Prince of Persia. I'm talking about uh, Jake. Uh, <laughs> Jake Lloyd's Jake Lloyd's asshole. Fuck the seven-year-old Anakin Skywalker. Back like, to the future four. They had a love they couldn't deny. Let me ask yeah. you: How close are you guys sitting together? We're very, Our very close. Why? Are you sharing a single headset? Yes. Are you seriously are? We both said yes at the same time. <laughs> we yes. apparently share a single brain. We're, well. we're going to be starting going. <laughs> <laughs> we are sewing. Pretty soon you're face. going to be announcing the podcast race. Yes, right. I mean the pod race. <laughs> oh, Quadranero. <laughs> That's got to hurt no matter what universe you're from. <laughs> That's so stupid, guy. Hurt, no matter how many dicks you have. <laughs> Got laryngitis, so why'd you kick it with the MC with the-